You're listening to The Savvy Social Podcast, a weekly show that explores social media marketing strategies that help business owners create connection and build community by focusing on manageable tasks that actually make a difference to your business goals. I'm your host, Andrea Jones. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 92 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This show is brought to you by Social Report, which is now called Traject Social. How fun. You can find them by going to trajectsocial.com, or if you still go to Social Report, it redirects to Traject. But for those of you who are new and don't know what this is, it's a social media scheduling, management, and reporting tool, and I've absolutely loved using it over the years. Um, especially their reporting feature. It's so in-depth and my clients love seeing those reports. So check them out for yourself for free by going to trajectsocial.com and the link is in the show notes. Now on today's show, we're talking all about mindfulness and social media and the dangers of it and the beauty of it and everything in between. I'll share my own journey as well. Uh, but I want to start off with some uh, acknowledgement that social media can feel isolating to a lot of people. It can be overwhelming to a lot of people. So this isn't medical advice. This is me sharing my experience and encouraging you to examine your own experience. Now, in preparing for this episode, I did some research and found this article on the BBC that surveyed over uh, 1,800 people talking about social media and how they felt about it. And a lot of people said they felt stressed about social media and that social media is a significant contributor when it comes to not only their stress, but the awareness of other people's stress. And at the time of recording this, it's actually become even more relevant because we're all self-isolating because of the coronavirus. If you're listening to this in the future, that's what's happening right now. And there's this almost collective anxiety that we can feel online. And I originally had this episode planned to be released later this summer, but I think now is such a great time to talk about these topics. Now, I'm going to come at this from an angle of a business owner. Um, If you are a personal social media user, there's different things I'd recommend. But as a business owner, we use social media to grow our businesses, right? We use social media as a tool to reach our people. And it's just such a fantastic way to do that. There's so many positive ways that we can use social media. It helps us understand our audience's likes and dislikes. It helps us promote our business and what we're doing. We can find new customers and uh, bring them into the fold. We can uh activate our current customers and um, make them feel like they're a part of something bigger. And it can be like a customer service tool as well. If someone has a complaint or concern or question about your product before they purchase, social media is such a fast and easy way for them to communicate with you as a business. Now, on the flip side of that, 
there are some negative aspects of being on social media and the customer service side kind of feeds into that. If you're constantly seeing some negative feedback on social media, that can affect how you feel confident, how you show up. Um, It can affect what you do on social media. It can really steamroll your whole day if you're anything like me. Um, And so there are some negative aspects to social media. Um, Also, social media opens you up to critique. So by putting yourself out out there online, you are opening yourself up for feedback. Um, Anything that you say, if you say it at the wrong time or you say the wrong thing, people will jump on it. Um, And it can feel very time consuming as well with all of the dingles and the dings and the pings and the direct messages and the pop-ups. It can feel like there's a lot to do on social media. And that feeling of a lot to do can feel very overwhelming. So I want to address some of that as a business owner and give you some tips for how I navigate social media in a mindful way, um, in a way that really helps me understand, um, really helps me navigate this platform in a way that makes me happier. So I'll share my own personal story for this, and then I'll share some advice. Um, So this was back in 2016. I had been in business for a few years, and I'm running social media for my clients, right? So there's literally dozens of notifications every single day, hundreds some days, and I was starting to feel very anxious, and I would I start to feel this sense of panic that came up over me. Like every time there was a noise, it was like a little a little panic <laughs> that I would be like, oh my gosh, if, if somebody need me, are they complaining about something? And I was starting to feel anxious just at the thought of working because I felt like I was being pulled into a million different directions. And it got to the point where I was like, is this for me? Is social media even for me? Because I'm feeling like I am not getting a lot accomplished and I'm feeling like, and being pulled into a million different directions. Now, if you remember at the time, near the end of 2016 as well, that was the U.S. presidential election. And we had a few clients who were political. Um, and I won't say which side, because we're not playing sides here, because both sides had a lot of negativity online. People were being nasty and racist and belligerent, and it was a lot to take in, and I was feeling very overwhelmed by it. So I knew I had to do something different. I didn't want to give up my business, even though part of me was like, is this for me? Um, I wanted to figure it out. And there are two major things that helped me at this point. One of them I've talked about on the podcast before, which is I just turned off my notifications, which I'll talk about how I manage that in a minute. Uh, But the second one was meditating. Meditation. And I personally use the Headspace app. You can find out more by going to headspace.com. And I'm going to include some links in the show notes for this. Um, But I was committed to learning how to meditate. I wanted to be able to, basically, I wanted my mind to be like a mental fortress. I still wanted to do this job, but I didn't want it to take all of my energy. So I learned how to meditate. And if you go to the Headspace website, one of the benefits that they say of meditation is that it increases your awareness, clarity, compassion, and sense of calm. 
And they've done studies that say uh, how it works. So one of the studies on their website is that with just four weeks of using their Headspace app, you can increase your focus by 14%. And uh, another study showed that individual sessions cuts down the mind wandering by 22%. So you're able to focus and you have clarity and space and calm. And I'll admit, when I first started meditating, probably like the first four or five times I did it, I was like, nothing's happening. I don't get it. This is not working for me. (laughs) And I tried a bunch of different ones too. I find that the ones with music or noise in the background, like gongs or like a calming brook or anything like that was actually too distracting for me. And why I liked the Headspace app is that it's just the guy's voice. That's it. And then I could focus on that. Um, So by the sixth session, something shifted in my mind where I was actually not thinking about anything. And at some studies say, you know, this is a male-female thing where guys can actually not think about anything and females can't. I can't talk to that experience. I can only share my own, which is I've never had a moment in my life where I wasn't thinking about something. <laughs> and about that, like I said, the sixth session when I started meditating, something shifted in my mind to where I wasn't thinking about anything. I didn't realize it was happening until after the fact. Then I was like, oh, wait, I wasn't thinking. And then I was thinking about not thinking. I know it's meta. But that moment changed my approach to not only my life, but to social media. Okay. And I found that after I started meditating, I was actually able to regulate my emotions around social media, regulate how I pr- approached my business and my life, and things just got better from there. Now, I also did some other things outside of meditation that are just mindful when it comes to social media. So I mentioned already, I turned off my notifications. That is a huge thing for me. I allow text messages to come through and I allow messages from my team to come through. That's it. I do not get emails. I don't get Facebook messages. I don't get Instagram messages. I don't get any sort of ping ding. It doesn't even light up my phone when those things happen. So the first year I did this, yeah, I missed a few messages. And what I found out was it was okay. The world did not end. Everyone went along their merry little way. But uh, what also helped me not miss messages was that I got really strict about my time. And I started time blocking and using uh, Asana and my Google Calendar to really hold myself accountable. So the only way the no notification strategy will work is if you actually check your social media regularly. If you don't, then you're going to miss stuff. So what I personally do is I set up a task in Asana that reminds me every day to check my social media. I also have one for email. And I typically actually check multiple times a day, but I keep that task there in case there's a day where I forget to check. I don't check it off until I've done it that day. Um, Anything else I do is over and above that, but I want to make sure that every day I'm at least checking in. And this is weekdays. I take weekends off. So figure out what works for you and start implementing that strategy. This is how you approach social media in a mindful way that actually allows you to enjoy the process. Imagine that, like enjoying and like being excited about logging onto Instagram to see what's new. 
I have found a renewed sense of delight when it comes to social media by taking this mindful approach. Okay, a few other things that I do, or at least try to do, and I'm not perfect at this. I don't want to kind of set this up as if I'm doing all of these perfectly every day. This is my framework for how I approach social media. One thing that's really important to me is to refrain from judging people. It got to a point at one time that I was judging everybody. I was judging my friends. I was judging myself. And I got, it was like blocking me, right? It's blocking me from enjoying social media and then also blocking me from posting because I assumed that everyone else was judging me too. And if I removed that judgment, if I refrain from judging myself, I found the experience a lot more enjoyable. I also curate my feed. So when it comes to social media, especially things like Facebook, where I may be connected with like old high school friends, or even just people I would just happen to be in high school with, I didn't even know them. And they're posting things that don't relate to me, don't align with me. I don't agree with them. I don't want to see them. I unfriend them. Sometimes I block them. It's okay. Nothing against them. It's how I want to participate in the platform. So I suggest you do the same. And with a platform like Facebook, they actually have a neat little feature where you can unfollow someone without unfriending them. So what that means is if you see someone, you don't want to see their posts, you can basically tell Facebook, I don't want to see these posts, but I'll still remain friends with them, meaning you can choose to go look at their posts or you can choose to message them, but you don't have to have those posts popping up in your feed. Unfollowing is a very good strategy for those people who you don't want to see their posts. And we all have those people, right? Another thing that I do when it comes to mindfully approaching social media is I'm very intentional about networking with people, specifically collaboration partners. So for me and the way that I build my business, because I talk a lot about social media, most of my best clients are not on social media. (laughs) They're not on there. That's why they need me. Um, So for me, I intentionally network with people who are potential collaborators, meaning they have my clients. One of my best collaboration partners is actually... Travis, a podcast buddy who edits this very podcast, we met on Instagram. And we got on a call together. I initially wanted to see if we can exchange clients, loved his energy and the work that he did and was like, I want to hire you. And I hired him. That's the beauty of social media. That's the beauty of going in with an intention to connect and seeing where things go. And so if you approach it with that openness and and if you have yourself, if you set yourself an intention for what you're trying to do, so what do you want to get from social media, you're more likely to get it because you're naming it. All right, the last thing I want to talk about for mindfully approaching social media and how I do it is really just to wrap everything in compassion. Like imagine like a giant virtual hug that you want to give to everybody. So even if someone's being mean and nasty, if I come from a place of love and compassion, I find it to be a lot easier to deal with instead of assuming the worst. So um, I see this happen a lot uh, with Facebook ads. For some reason with Facebook ads, people get really irritated uh, to see the ads, even though we all know this is how Facebook works and we've been seeing it work like this for years. Uh, But there are some people who actually go on a crusade and like say mean things on Facebook ads. I guess it's because it's just popping up in their feed and they didn't really ask for it. So... I used to get really angry at this um, because I was like, how dare they? 
right now my ad. I'm just trying to market my business or whatever the case may be. But when I started approaching that scenario with compassion, I actually felt a little bit empathetic towards them. I maybe pitied them a little bit. And then it didn't really affect my whole day. Like comments like that used to derail my entire day. And then imagine layering clients on top of that. Oh my gosh, I was a hot mess. Um, But once I started approaching things with a little bit more compassion, it got a lot easier to manage. So for instance, if someone's going to leave a negative comment on a Facebook ad, um, for me to just go, I don't know what this person's dealing with. Maybe they had a bad day. Maybe they're just dealing with something in their business or in their life that's really causing them to lash out like that. I don't take it personally because it really has nothing to do with me and everything to do with them. So it's easier for me to make a decision whether or not it's personal. So if it's completely belligerent, I block that person and delete them from my page. They're not allowed to comment anymore. But if it's just something like a little sassy, like why is this Facebook ad showing up in my feed? Then I will respond with something with compassion. Oftentimes I'm sharing with people, here's how you tell Facebook to stop showing these ads in your feed. There's like a little toggle. You can literally tell Facebook, I don't want to see ads like this. And sometimes that's very helpful for people to see that. So with all of that being said and all of this in mind, I recently launched a new series called The Social Media Unwind. It's a bite-sized mindfulness meditation series for online entrepreneurs and digital content creators. And my goal with this series is to really help relieve the stress, tension, and anxiety that can sometimes come as a result from spending time on social media. It is a podcast series, so if you're listening to this podcast, go to your favorite podcast app and search for Social Media Unwind, and you'll find the series. At the time of recording this, it's only on Spotify, so I'm hoping by the time it's released that this is everywhere. If it's not, you can go to socialmediaunwind.com to find out where else you can listen to it. I shared my story with you today and the struggles I had with social media, and now I love social media again. I found my husband on social media, as a lot of you guys know listening to this. We met on YouTube, so social media holds a very important place in my heart, and I want to find joy. I want to revel in the the beauty of connecting with people all over the world. And I want to feel at peace and not feel like I'm tugged in a million different directions when it comes to social media. And my hope is that you can approach social media the same. My purpose for this social media unwind series is to give you a sense of relief. So each session will be short in length so that you can add it into your busy life. Um, There'll be simple guided meditations to navigate any negative feelings you may have. And one of the very first episodes that I recorded was on uh, understanding your relationship with social media. It's a really great place to start. I actually believe that's episode number one or session number one. Um, And I'll just release them as I go. Now, if you're in the Savvy Social School, you have access to download all of these uh, recordings as well as view the scripts for the recordings if you want to do them on your own. And there'll be bonus social media unwind sessions for Savvy Social School members. So again, go to socialmediaunwind.com to learn more. And I really hope that you find this series helpful for you navigating the craziness that can sometimes come with showing up as a business owner online on social media. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. For links and additional resources, visit our website, SavvySocialPodcast.com. And before you go, I want to invite you to access our free course. Yes, 100% free. It's the best way to jumpstart your social media strategy this year. You can find it at OnlineDrea.com slash free. That's all for this week. Bye for now.